Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, Degeneration proudly presents to you the heavyweight champion of the ASMR meditative short podcast. A man who WWF attitude shaped disgustingly. A man who thinks that the words open up a can of whoop-ass are not literal. And he knows there are no cans filled with whip-ass. And in fact, that is just something Steve Austin would say he would do to people. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you... Toronto's reigning stay-at-home father of a cat. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the man who wants to leave where he is at all times. Ladies and gentlemen, I pretend... I I pretend... Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you... The man who gets angry at cars but only if he is in his hometown of Hogtown. If I am... cars are trying to hit me in Los Angeles, I'm like, well, I am a pedestrian. I think it's legal to kill us there. Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm your host, Nick Flanagan. Here with all the news that's fit to spit. (laughs) There's a reason my mic has a pop guard, let's just say. And I wish it had a pop star guard, because like Eminem, I'm sick of all these pop stars. Britney Spears, to me, you're freaking weird. Wouldn't it have been funny if, like, that's like Eminem's next thing he's going to do. He's going to, uh, he's going to run with his kamikaze success and say, well, if I just do my next record and it's back on attacking Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears and NSYNC. I call them in stink because they don't wear, because <laughs> they don't wear Dio. <laughs> Durant. Deodorant. I call them in stink because they don't wear Dio. Durant. Because he does these interesting rhyme schemes now, so he's going to go, I call them in sync because they don't wear Dio. Durant. All right, all right, all right. I'm getting off topic. It's amazing how happy getting on the old microphone is making me, because let me tell you, I did not start today happily. I started today woozy from a sleeping pill. Half an hour later than I wanted to be up, and I did not give myself a lot of time to be where I had to be at 10. Where did I have to be at 10 a.m.? Well, let me tell you another story. This is the story of a man named Nick. A man who, at the end of 20, at the end of April 2018, shortly after his 38th birthday, can I switch out of uh, second person or whatnot? Okay. Shortly after my birthday, I went back to Toronto. A drained man drained of mana drained of blood a husk I had really had a hard time keeping it together not feeling overwhelmed in LA although there was a lot that I was doing I can't stress that enough I was 
I was participating. It's just that all of the life stuff, there was a lot that was beyond me. There were only so many things that I felt able to do and very little of them. I don't know if it... I'm not... I don't come from a ton of wealth at all. I don't come from any wealth, you know? I come from people who are civil servants, like post a postman and a teacher, you know? It's just that the city that we live in, you know, facilitates no longer, but it used to facilitate people like that. My point is that for some reason, in spite of the hard work ethic of my parents, um, and I have a work ethic, and that ethic is don't do nothing. Just kidding. I have a work ethic, but the fight or flight is all screwed up. It's so hard for me to realize that if things don't go my way, you know, if I'm not careful, I could have nothing, which is crazy because I'm constantly fused with an anxiety that I will have nothing. So I don't understand why having that anxiety hasn't spurred me into 18 types of jobs, the true hustle. For some reason, I well, I know why. It's because, although I love to multitask, I'm not actually great at it. And sometimes I get overwhelmed and then everything falls apart. The less I need to sort of worry about, the better I will be doing at the few things that I'm worrying about. Was that too vague, too general to describe it? What I'm trying to say is I was not making enough money in the U.S. And I was down on myself for my output, down on myself for what I viewed as as blowing an opportunity. And I came back here. I told my doctor. I said, doctor, 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 don't you know I got a big old problem? Yeah. Um, that is the thing about free healthcare in Canada is you need to sing your problem in one of those kind of 1950s obnoxious sort of voices. Doctor, 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 tell me what you got to do. Well, I got to give you this pill. It's called love pill. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. I said, and she said, well... I can't really prescribe you anything right now. For you to get prescribed something, you're going to need to go to the urgent care at the mental health place. So I went. Through my friend Mike, I received a lot of support. He picked me up, he took me there, he hung out with me while I was there. I think he bought me a sandwich. And I wound up prescribed something. From there, a lot of resources about ADD came up, and I was able to learn a lot, set goals, adjust to the medication I was on, work a bit more and more, and 
That's not something I would have been able to do, I don't think, in Los Angeles. Primarily because I'm not from there. I don't know what's going on. I had a therapist there, but, you know... Therapists there are basically like... If you're going to a big meeting, you know, get take the water. It's a power move. <laughs> That's not true, but they're, they're oriented towards goals. Uh, that people in the entertainment industry would have, which of course I have as well. It's just that I wonder where self-esteem stuff comes from with me because I've been so encouraged all my life, but when there is negativity or discouragement, which in our age of deep sarcasm, which has kind of replaced bad discipline, when I say bad discipline, I mean bad parenting, you know. But we live in an era where a sort of pithy, hurtful comment is kind of the norm. And I just think I've that stuff goes deep in me. Which is ironic because I feel like I've also been someone who started doing those kinds of comments from a young age. Which was definitely an attempt to head things off at the pass, blend in, and essentially do what scared me hoping I would be able to be less hurt by it. But I don't think that's how it works. And I'm just starting to learn that. So yeah, here I am, I'm back, and I was supposed to go to a study about anxiety today that was organized by uh, this government-funded mental health apparatus and uh, I didn't make it instead I'm doing this no no it would have been over by now but I just couldn't bring myself to come in an hour late and then reorganize my day and there were useful things I could do here I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, I feel bad that I'm trying not to feel shame and I'm not trying to blame myself too much because that'll just kind of perpetuate the cycle. I mean, this is the contradiction I'm still trying to figure out. You have to take responsibility for who you are and what you do, but you have to be careful not to feel shamed because the basis for that might be actually feeling attacked and then you might lash out and just continue being this way which is, if it's not hurting anyone it's fine and I don't know who me not showing up would hurt I guess one person in a government funded program is probably a lot of money (sighs) but that's okay been loving the music I'm talking over the last couple of days. It's really like helping me tell... I wonder if it's inspiring me to tell these kinds of little stories. 
Um, to get that off my chest thanks again for listening to the podcast we've got 3,000 listens on pot uh, on on soundcloud now i've got like 30 plus episodes already but that either means you know a hundred people are staying and listening to the podcast or that people are really checking out the uh, soundcloud which I really appreciate. And I am on iTunes, and if you could subscribe on iTunes, even if you're listening on SoundCloud, I would really appreciate that because those numbers are a lot easier to track. And I'm on Podbean, Stitcher, if you're on Android, that stuff. And uh, I really appreciate uh, that you're listening. Some A user yesterday said that he would love to hear musical guests. I'm going to figure out a fun way to do that. Um, yeah, because, and they also said they loved Emily Mover's music, so that's one more person supporting Emily Mover. And Emily was a guest on Chris Locke's Utopia to Me podcast, which is amazing. So, uh, I haven't listened to that episode, but I'm sure it's really good. Um, yeah, Nick Flan Weekly on Twitter, Nick Flanagan Weekly on, on Instagram. I have a little patron thing set up on my Podbean account. If you want to check that out, that's like a pilot project. Uh, Patreon is probably what I would finish up with, but I really want to find out what you might want from me in exchange for that. I could do articles uh, because I am a pro a pro writer. Uh, I would happily do like band interviews, transcribed. Uh, I have a few interviews I did last year I could share with you if you um, wanted to donate. And um, I have some interviews with Scott Thompson, Jamie Loftus. Uh, JFL42 is coming up. I'm hoping somebody who's doing JFL42 might want to uh, talk to me, but I would want it to be someone who I have a relationship with and a reason to be talking to. Ideally, I could talk to Hannibal Burris because we went on a tour together in 2008. And uh, it would be fun remembering that tour. music is getting so ominous um yeah keep on keeping on I'm loving it that was a slogan written by Pusha T today I definitely think you should find James Hartnett's comedy album online the album is called Get Bent He's a hilarious comedian, part of Laugh Sabbath, which I'm also a part of. I used to be a producer on, but then I moved away and they were like, you can't sit with us. No, I'm just kidding. They love us. They love us. Me. I love them. They love me. We love each other. And James Hartnett has a new album called Get Bent, and you need to check it out. And finally, if you're in Toronto, I'm doing a show next Wednesday that I used to host with the amazing Steph Tolev at a bar called Unlovable, but now it's just me. So that's uh, September 26th at 9 p.m. at Unlovable. It's a show called Laughable. I'll be hosting. Aisha Brown's on it, who you heard in the podcast. And uh, Dina Jackson, Jeremy Dobsky, Alex Pavone out of New York. So 
you know, it's going to be fun. And I hope you're going to be fun when you go. Be a good audience for once in your life. All right. Have a good day.